Hello and welcome to this Thursday evening episode of the Holy Commutes podcast. I'm Tom Gannon and I'm joined by Connor Jaso, the captain of the Wichita Expos, and Nick Saylor from MLW, here to talk about last month's Texas Rumble. But first, Connor, so just talk about how our team formed. This is like one of the funniest ways I've ever met people for a wiffle ball team in my whole life. This this is by far probably one of the most interesting stories you'll hear about a team forming. So pretty much I uh, play, grew up playing a Mario baseball game on the GameCube, and um, I was never able to find it physically online, but I also saw on YouTube some guys playing a group on YouTube. I oh, What's that channel name? They they do Mario Superstar baseball tournaments. There's land tournaments. Stinger City? Yes, Stinger City. Okay, I saw those yeah. guys on YouTube and they have a discord and I never used discord. I didn't know really what it was or anything, but I downloaded it cause I was really interested in uh, trying to get Mario baseball on my computer because I wanted to play it again. I didn't even want to do it competitive or anything. I just wanted the um, game download. So I go on to uh, discord and I'm, and I'm starting to DM a lot of the people on how to get the game. I was looking for people and I started DMing a lot of them and none of them would tell me. I, I mean, I probably asked three people and nobody really responded um, except for some random guy. And then they posted the warehouse games video on YouTube. And I saw Mr. Tom Gannon on there and they're like, Dr. Winkley, one of the like founding fathers of our Mario superstar server, whatever they're saying. I was like, Oh my gosh, I know that guy. I watch a lot of MAW. I watch a lot of NWLA. Like I, I watched this dude play growing up. So, um, yeah, big Mario baseball guy. So clicked quick, on quick plug own. for the, for the, uh, podcast. If you ever want to play against me in Mario Baseball, I bet I'll beat you. But it's fun. You can play online now. It's pretty cool. Your computer does not have to be that strong. And there's online tournaments. It's good times. I've never actually won an online tournament, but I've made the semifinals a lot. Yes, sir. So so anyways, I, I clicked on his ad because they added him in the uh, Discord. And I messaged him. I was like, hey, bro, I need this download. You mind helping me out? And so from there on, I mean... It just sparked a conversation. I mean, we started talking about wiffle ball a little bit. He asked if I played. I said I did, but I had never played competitively, uh, as in traveling or playing in a fast pitch tournament, really. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I had we, no idea you were going to be good. <laughs> we were talking about the uh, the MLW tournament coming up and how I planned on going, and he planned on going. I told him I was all in. I was like, I'm going no matter what. I don't really feel like bringing my friends because they're not very good. I wasn't planning on bringing Yurdy at the time. Yurdy! Yes, sir. Yurdy. He's goaded. Shout out uh, Yurdy. But he um he let me know like that, that there might be a third spot available. I told him I was all over it. And it turns out I was able to get Yurdy to say he wanted to go. And my other friend who was a, the third, he was the filler. He didn't seem too thrilled to go. So then I was like, yo, Tom, we got a third spot, man. We'd love to have you. And this is probably just outside of a week from the tournament starting. And so we finally go all in and... uh I get I get some dry fit T-shirts from Walmart and my friend's mom across the street does uh, graphic designing on T-shirts. And so she printed on a little Expos logo. And that's uh, that's our team. Yeah, it all happened very fast. There was like a few day period where I was going to play with TC 35 and just be their fourth guy. And that's sort of how we ended up getting Airbnb with both of us. Save some money that way. Oh, yes, we did. We did Airbnb with TC35. Um, I have to say, great, great, great decision playing with the X. Yep, basically, basically, GM of year for TC35, getting you guys together. Yes, sir. 
Connor, that story, I like that's just that that's wiffle ball. Like that's that's that story is exactly how wiffle ball is. Like that story just shows just a special moment that came out of what finding a copy of Mario Baseball Sluggers. I mean, it turned into you guys playing in Texas and you establishing yourself and Tom coming out and playing in another great tournament, having another great performance. I mean, that's I feel like that's just wiffle ball right there. You can't even explain it. This happens and everybody loves it. That's that's how I listen to the story. And it's weird because yes, like sir. everyone has a story like that. But like they're all so weird. <laughs> Tom, you're hundred percent right. I mean, every story is crazier than the next, but I'll I'll never forget this one. And Ben Schaefer needs to hear about this one as well. Oh yes, Ben Schaefer. Love that guy. It was great to meet him. It was great to meet everyone. That the whole MLW Texas tournament experience is something I'll never forget. I mean, it was just it brought back the travel baseball vibes back when um I used to do that with my travel team. Just getting to meet a bunch of whole new teams and stuff. All the uniforms, the the lore, hearing people talk about old games and stuff. That was that was cool. That's what it's about. That's simply what it's about. Yeah, and Anarchy, they had their revenge game against the Whiskey Ducks because they lost nope. them in pool play, and then they knocked them out the next day. We nope. had that same thing. We were afraid that was going to happen against uh, Water Swings, but we ended up beating, beating them twice. I'm about to say the Water Swings. They, they they seem like a very, very good team. I wasn't very familiar with them, you know, like Anderson and uh and Cade, but they they played they played well. I was I was impressed with the Water Swings. Yeah, they were a good team. I was definitely worried about them the second day. You know, because the first day we beat them, but it was like a close game. I almost blew it and walked in a winning run, but then I didn't. You know, Cade, great player, man. He had good pitching and all that stuff, but I think uh, the the balls, man, just really inconsistent. One day you got all your pitches, the next day you have one or none of them, and uh, just a lot of walks. I mean, I again, I, I tried to do my best to shut it down, and I did for the most part, but I think I had at least a walk in inning. You mentioned those balls, Connor, those balls. Through Whiffle in the Mitten, through uh, Illinois, through Phoenix, through Texas, the balls can differ from bucket to bucket, field to field, and as they go on in the day, get beat down more and more. And like you said, finding those pitches with those balls, that is something not easy. And shout out to you, Connor, for the first time that I've seen you in an MLW scuff ball, sandpaper scuff ball tournament. You adapted very well. And adapting is very important in Whiffle Ball, and you did that extremely well in Texas. And once again, back to throwing those balls, that's not my preference. Say you would. That's not my preference. Yes, sir. Tom, shout out to Tom here in the podcast. Gave me a bag of these scuff balls. And and uh, those are, once you throw a scuff, I don't think there's anything else you'd rather throw. And uh, I'm addicted to these things, man. I Probably every day I'm out figuring out new pitches and figuring out what to do with them. It's, it's I'm time. big on the ball right out of the box still. I still think just brand new. New ball out of the box is hard enough to hit. You don't need to scuff it. No. Tom, take me through that electrical electrical tape ball you were throwing that said move like a scuff ball before. I thought that was very interesting. And I wanted to throw it, but I never got a chance to. Yeah, it kind of moves like a regular scuff cut whatever ball where it slides away from the holes. But, yeah, I just it's ten times around in those three different directions. And then you, I just like that it adds weight to it. So when you're warming up, I, don't really, I never liked playing catch with a baseball to warm up. But I know a lot of people do that, and I like having the weight, the extra weight on that taped-up wiffle ball, but I'm throwing wiffle ball pitches with it. It's not like – I feel like throwing a baseball 
is not the same as throwing a wiffle ball. I feel like throwing a wiffle ball is more like throwing a frisbee than a baseball. Uh, but that weighted ball, I don't know, feels right. I've been using it for a while, and I've been pitching well since I started using it. So it might not be why, but it's going to be a superstition I'll probably carry for a while. I respect that. I respect that, Tom. I, I do. I do respect it. I have to say, Tom, I liked it. It was cool, but I think I'm going to stick to my uh, plyo ball and one hour of bands before each pitching game. And that's that's the go-to for me is just uh, absolutely d- destroy my body with bands and plyo balls and then get a hold of that plastic and throw it as hard as I possibly can. That's a good time in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got their own thing. That's That's kind of how I like to warm up. And also, back to the MLW tournament balls, I actually kind of like them. I thought they were a lot more consistent than the tournaments I'd played in the past. So. Interesting. 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 Day one, yeah. they weren't bad. I mean, I, th- I felt like they were pretty consistent. I had two pitches instead of one. I mean, day two, though, I cannot find it, man. Yeah, it was like it definitely was different, Like especially because before this, you'd only thrown or just a new ball right out of the box, right? Oh, yeah, I only threw unscuffed, like, clean balls. That's all we use in Newton. We just switched to cut balls. As soon as I brought them back and everyone got a hold of them, uh, they were like, it was like Merry Christmas, man. This was, It was the greatest thing in sliced bread. It's definitely easier to throw those for a strike, I would say, especially when it's windy. But I actually kind of like the sandpaper ball once I figured it out. Against TC35, I didn't walk anybody. And I definitely feel like it's one of those things where it's got to click and you've got to figure it out. But before that, it's pretty frustrating if you're used to throwing something else. It's like, you know, when I played in that blitz ball tournament, I was throwing a different ball. It's basically the same idea. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So, Sailor, your turn. Break down, like, what was it like playing with a Major League Baseball player? You know, teaming up with that guy in the Rangers for the day. Yeah, tell me me all about that. Josh Jones? The play with Josh was... Like Kyle, Kyle, but you know, with everything Kyle does, amazes me. I mean, he got Josh Jung to come play in a wiffle ball tournament. When I saw Josh first, you know, when he was, I took it in, I was in the outfield and he was pitching in that first game against who we, I don't remember who we were playing, but that's, that's unreal. That's, that's one word, unreal. Uh, Josh, just, just see the major league baseball mindset applied to wiffle ball. I mean, Josh picked it up and, did the usual thing that people do when they throw a wiffle ball for the first time. You know, they spike it, they spike it. But it's how much grit you have. It's how much mental strength that you have to focus and, you know, keep dialing it. And the MLB mindset just transferred over. He started pounding screwballs in, holes to the left, throwing it left, and it's cutting right back in the zone. Playing with Josh was special. He's a great guy. He's a great teammate. And just watching and taking lessons away from him was, was special. Something I'll never forget, Tom. Something I'll never forget. Yeah, like that was pretty wild. Unreal. I mean, Kyle, Kyle just keeps shocking me with everything he keeps doing. I mean, Josh and Josh, a great guy, too. I mean, to be honest, I was thinking, you know, okay, you know, this a big league guy might come in, you know, just blah, 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 blah. He might just big head. Josh was awesome. Josh was as class act as an MLB baseball player should be. And I I wish Josh nothing, nothing but the best. I can't wait to see him in Detroit. We're going to the game. The Rangers are in town this year. So excited to see Josh play and I'll have to holler at him. That is crazy. All right, uh, Connor. So I know this was your first tournament, so you don't really have anything to compare it to. But, you know, I've seen videos of other stuff. So what was it like having MLW Texas Rumble as your first tournament? And what's something that you didn't expect? Oh, that's a good one. Um, So 
I always like growing growing up. Um, I don't really know when MAW's channel came up. I've always watched MLW. MLW. I was like six or seven. I was there's a downstairs computer in our old house, big box, old Microsoft, and I stumbled across the like 2011 or 2010 World Series video, and uh, that's how I kind of figured out Wolf of Ball. And then from there, I got recommended videos from like Golden Stick uh maw the texas fast plastic all those old like classic absolute classic wolf of ball videos and sean steffi's channel wolf of boy 28 uh so i've known about wolf of ball forever i've known about these competitive tournaments i know these big names and um and then more modern whiffs i kind of had a little period where i stopped watching it as much and um then I came back, and then there's bigger teams. Uh, the new channel, Wiffle Statement, as soon as he came out, I was all over his his stuff. National Wiffle, there's a YouTube channel called National Wiffle. I watch that a lot. And then all the big leagues, and that's uh, those are the channels I kind of watched. And so growing up, I've always wanted to do it, and then like I just never did. I mean, baseball's consumed most of my life. I've dedicated most of my time and effort into that, trying to get a uh, scholarship and all that. But um, this this um fall i you know had that kidney disease kind of restricted me from doing a lot of the things baseball was demanding on my body however i I could still chuck up plastic ball and swing a plastic bat um so that was a little bit easier on me and uh i saw the post from mlw the texas rumble and uh i knew i had to get into it i was like this is like perfect vacation for winter uh Wiffle ball, you know, I've watched MLW my whole life, like to pop out to one of their events, meet the guys. Saw that um, some of the Cedar Park teams were going, so that was also cool. I wanted to go see what they were like, see that competition. And then uh, it was game time, man. Before I knew it, it flew by. The weeks leading up to it flew by. I had a team. We went down and um, didn't really like sink in that I was playing in the tournament. I'd say after the second pool play game and everyone started coming to the field is when like the the real experience started to hit me and I was in love, man. I loved it. Got to meet Anarchy, uh, the runs, all the MLW crew, Alec Warda, the Preds were my favorite team growing up watching them. Alec Warda has been my favorite player. So meeting him was pretty sick. Sailor, he's my favorite off the Wildcats. And then of course, uh, Kyle, that was, he's cool too. All of them are like extremely nice too i was ex- i was expecting to get big leagued a little bit by most of the guys but they're all like super easy to talk to super cool i mean i got to talk to them about their experiences at uifs other tournaments and same with schaefer asked him about his team and i don't know man it was it's a lot to soak in it's hard to talk about because there's just so much that i could rant or just rant about because it was just so great it's a great experience yeah i mean that great- second game awesome versus MLW was probably the hardest, probably like the three hardest pitches you threw the whole weekend were in that game, I think. Oh, yeah. I had to do that to him. I, I, I was just about to say, I, I, it, it better have been the hardest pitches you threw because it, I, I remember a few of them that just, just geez. So, so leading up to the tournament as well, I did a lot of plyo balls, bands. I lifted as much as I could without hurting myself. And uh, just a crazy amount of bullpens. Um, I wanted to impress because I knew, like, after this tournament, if I liked it, I wanted to stick around. And I wanted to uh, start going to tournaments at MAW, uh, the Fast Pitch State Championship. Like, I wanted to get really, really into it. 
Well, yeah, definitely. MLW definitely shocked, though. I mean, I was a little cocky to my friends going. I was telling them, like, oh, we're going to win this, you know. But then we get there. I watched TC play. I watched Anarchy play. And I watched Whiskey Ducks. I don't. I didn't really get to see much of the team that won it, Sailor, Schultz, and Jung. I didn't get to watch them very much. Um, so I didn't know that they were as good as they were. But, um, you know, after that kind of humbled me, I was like, no, snapping my friends, all of them telling them about how the day was going. And I was like, you know, I'm not so sure about our chances of winning this now because I kind of got humbled by watching other teams play. And I was like, I think punishment was another one that intimidated me. We never got to play them, but I quickly learned that it, it is the real deal, too, in MLW tournaments. Like, there, there's some really good talent there. There were a lot of good teams. A lot of good teams. Texas. I, I, I love the location of it. Uh, just pretty much going, like, Connor, like, it was easily accessible for you in Texas. That's another region. You know, we, we've played Whiffle in the Mitten in Michigan. We've played, you know, Slugfest in Illinois, so we get that Midwest. Going down to Texas and playing teams like Punishment, the run, seeing teams like 30, TC35, Anarchy, Whiskey Ducks. Like, that's what those tournaments are about. And I thought this was one of the best talented, if not the most, I think it was actually, the the most talent in a MLW Wiffle, Wiffle Ball tournament out of their, their history of it. I can say that. You guys handled us in the finals, too. We couldn't, oh my gosh, that's another thing I want to talk about is Kyle's pitching, dude. I couldn't yeah. figure out the balls, and this dude's just chucking risers. Yeah, he was... He was so good, and that was probably the hardest I've seen him throw. I didn't even know he could throw that hard. It felt like he was probably throwing at least like 80, 85. And I don't think he walked anybody, and he was just – yeah, Sailor. Sailor, you you probably had the best seat in the house. Talk about Kyle pitching and just shoving for three innings. We just felt helpless. Well, when Kyle's got that bottom, bottom, like bottom left – so, yeah, bottom left of that zone to the top of the right – top right corner zone, rising screwball working, it's – it's nice to see when it's when it's working. When he's throwing it, like you said, Tom, 80 to 85 miles an hour, I mean, he's pinging that strike zone, and I, I've never seen him throw that hard. And the effectiveness that he could have that and then go back with his drop and a few other pitches made that door just as open. And with his command and precision, Kyle dealt. So I, I, sit, I kind of sat back at times and watched Kyle deal throughout the weekend. You guys put up great at-bats against him, though. I, I, made, a, I made a terrible error on a hit by one of you guys, I believe. Yeah, great, great at bats is a strong word. We uh, we were up there, but we I don't think we had any great at bats. We had you guys we had at bats. You guys were swinging. You guys were fighting. Yeah, we all right. Maybe we didn't look helpless, but like we looked pretty. It didn't look great. Kyle looked pretty good. Two nothing. Didn't look helpless, but we were. I mean, every time I got struck out or whatever, yeah, I mean, he I overpowered us, and so did you. I'd go back and stand next to Tom and Alec, and I would just, like, kind of whisper to myself, like, dude, I don't know what I'm – like, I can't adjust to Kyle. I can't figure him out, man. Yeah. He, I definitely discredited his experience. I mean, he's been doing this whole life, and it showed. Like, he just kind of – yeah, he had control of that game. Kyle yeah. has those moments where he just – like, like you just see the wiffle ball in his blood. Yeah, bro. And then Yurdy, he took Yurdy's slider off the fence like that. No one did that. No one can hit Yurdy. No one in New Yurdy. No one was hitting him in Texas. And then Kyle, I mean, made it look easy. Yeah, let's just do a quick shout out to Yurdy. Yurdy was just the man. Yes. Hey, no, for real. I mean, anyone listening, you guys now, like, seriously, crazy shout out to Yurdy, man. He didn't, I mean, I'm not saying he didn't want to go, but like, you know, he, 
I mean, this took a lot out of his time. He always he's always busy. He's a very very dedicated baseball player, and he was he took time out of his and to um come down and play some wiffle ball and you know help out the guys um and had a good attitude about it too. Even though I don't think that was on his radar, I think he had some plans with friends and stuff, and he still came down Texas, rode in the car nine hours, and uh, played some wiffle ball. I'm a third dad on Yurdy. Uh, meeting him was was just an insane pleasure to hear his background and passion for baseball and Yurdy, he just competed. I mean, when it was time, Yurdy competed. And I love seeing that, you know, great guys off the field, but when it's time to give down a business, you know, they, they, they get ready and they get playing. And that's what, that's what Yurdy did. And I, Connor, is he, is he in Kansas with you? Yes, currently he is in Kansas. He attends uh, the life school I graduated at. Um, he's a senior at Life Rep Academy in Wichita and he, uh, He's in Kansas until uh, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe back in maybe till the summer. I don't think he'll be joining me with any any tournaments in Wolf of Wall. Oh. Uh, I'll definitely talk to him about it because he did like it. He liked the experience. He liked the guys. He thought it was pretty fun. But um, I mean, this dude this dude might be the next Josh Jung at an MLW tournament. So I think he's gonna be more football. For real, I about to say shout out to Yurdy, great guy, great Wolf Ball player. And wherever we already playing wiffle ball next, count me in that I am there. So if you get a tournament going in Kansas, if you, if you have some open land. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad you mentioned. We own a lot. There's two fields, March 18th, our league opening day. Fast pitch. It's similar to you if there is a tournament. I reached out to Anarchy and What a Swings because the level here is not very uh, – it is legit. We do hand out championship rings too, so – I mean, wow. very cheap, 15 a player, uh, three to five man rosters. There is a tournament, Newton, Kansas, March 18th. DM me at Connor. Ooh, I don't know my Instagram handle. DM me if you're interested. Wherever Yurdy's at next, I'm there. Mark me, mark my words. I'm going to try to get uh, to you with. Yurdy would love it. Yeah, I think the thing that impressed me the most about Yurdy was how he, like, his check swings were where – I would like think, oh, like he must have swung at that, but then, you know, he he basically keeps the barrel sort of on his shoulder, and does the whole twist of his lower half, and he still hasn't gone yet, and then he flips the wrist at the end. Very impressive stuff. Like he had a lot of takes where it's like, oh, I I swung already at that point in my mechanics. Yeah, he his plate discipline in in anything bat and ball, bro, is unbelievable. The plate discipline. The swing too, man. When he gets a hold of one, I, I mean, he probably hit the furthest home run I seen at the tournament. He put one over two batting cages against the my whiff in a box in round one. It's on video. He absolutely, yeah, that went it. far. Absolutely mashed it. And great takes, great abs. I mean, this dude was in a he was in a full count or three one count, like every at bat. I mean, he worked the pitchers. And one last thing I got to say that I remember, Tom, didn't you launch that ball off Yurdy and that? When we were just screwing around on that batting cage? Yeah, yeah. When he, when he was warming up, I did hit a ball pretty far. I remember this. I remember I, I, I'm some sorry, Yurdy, I had to say that, but I. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And there was like all the kids warming up for their game, and their coach was yelling at him for watching us play. And he was trying like, to. Like during our, during our sick. No, no, like not even just then. It was like during our sick extra inning game against TC35. Like all the kids are like watching me, like, oh, yeah, I watch MLW on YouTube. So, and like. And then the coach was, like, so mad at them for watching. It was so funny. 
that was that was very cool playing the field and turning and seeing all those kids lined up on the fence looking through the holes and stuff watching us play yep that was that's sick the kids kids surrounding the field watching was really cool they just want to be in the exact spot you are with that when they're that age they just want to keep playing that's all they want to do yeah same with us it's fun all right yeah so sailor just kind of like run through any other stuff from your team or just from the tournament at large i was about to say our our run we our team was good. Uh, first day, we won, I believe, 10 nothing and 11-3 uh, to 3 against two teams. I don't remember them, but one had uh, Lowe. Last, Tim Lowe. Tim Lowe. Shout out Tim Lowe. He, great guy, but that was first day, and we were playing me, Josh, and Kyle. Josh threw three innings both games, and Kyle threw one to finish it up, and that was a great Is that game. the game where like the guy had a Rangers jersey on and he hurt his arm the first day? Tom, you were right there. I was about to yeah, say Tim. That, that kid was good. That was kid was good. It was like, but then he was like, oh yeah, my arm not feeling good. So we'll see if he comes back stronger next year or not. I told Tim Lowe after that game. I said, Tim, like you, you got to start playing more fast pitch because Tim was throwing very well. But yes, his arm hurt and he had to be removed, and that pretty much just opened up the floodgates a little bit. I believe we won that with eleven three. I could I could be incorrect on that, but uh, that was it for day one. Playing with Josh and Kyle were sweet. Heading on to day two, we only got to use Josh Jung for two innings because his Uber came. So we we lost Josh Jung and replaced him with Brendan Schultz against punishment. And we ended up being punishment, I think, eight to four. They were a very good ball club. You know, I talked to him for a while at the tournament, so I'm I'm sure he'll find this funny. But you had an MLB guy on your team and you replaced him with Brendan Schultz, who's a great guy, but he is a replacement level player. So that can't take away from your victory. You know, it's not tainted. You're replacing the MLB guy. So like the odds were stacked against you. Did you think when he left, was there any like thought to like, oh man, we might not win? Well, when I saw Josh officially, you know, peace out, it it hit me when Brendan crossed the lines, you know, okay, Brendan, you're going to have to fill Josh's role. And we're, I'm staring at punishment up by two runs at the time with two innings to go. I'm looking around. I see TC 35. I see the Expos, I see the Whiskey Ducks, I see all these teams and they're all still alive. I'm, I'm thinking, Brendan, we're going to have to do this thing. And did he? Brendan stepped up and I swear to God, in the first three at-bats, he had four RBIs. He, got, he, he stepped up and his first few at-bats, he just drew key walks, poked one through the right side. Brendan played great. Going from Josh to Brendan was a change, but Brendan, Brendan didn't change the morale at all of the team. Brendan. He, he stayed positive. He picked us up. Brendan was a key part in moving on and finishing off the job. So shout out Brendan. And I'm glad that he could join the squad. Yeah, he was excited. He said that was the first time he's won a tournament. So I, I, I was I was honored to play with Brendan and even more honored to uh, faithfully win win it with Brendan because I've, I've known Brendan for a few years and I never thought that I would ever be able to play with him. But being able to play with him was very special. And Brendan's the man. Brendan is the man. Yeah, I can confirm that. Can confirm. Brendan is the man. What a guy. Great meeting him. Great talking to him. Amen. Amen. Well, yeah, I was about to say, after that, we rolled into the runs, and we had a time with the runs. I believe I let up seven in the first. We scratched back and took the lead 8-7 and kept it there, I believe. But they were very good. Pete, Chris, and Drew. Great team. Great team. And then... We went to the finals and played the Expos, and 
yeah, we got tested. We got tested in that final game and for, faithfully came out 2 nothing. but that was the weekend on MLW Blue's part. Oh, man, I know something real quick about that. Yeah, go. MLW Blue. I can't, like you just said, down 2-0 to punishment, down 9-0 to the Sippers, down 7-0 to the runs. You guys managed to pull ahead all of those games and make a tournament run and win it. Like, nobody, nobody more deserving than that. That's unbelievable. I completely forgot about the Sippers game, Connor. I completely forgot about the Sippers game. I let up nine in the first inning on that uh, to that team. And the fact that we came back from that, that game, I actually was I, – I, I don't ever want to say this, but that game, I was down. Going down 9 nothing, like you said, Connor, I appreciate the props, but that's, that, that's the grit we had, and I'm, that's the grit that it took. So I'm, I'm faithful and proud of my guys for being that grif- grifful, if that's even a word. That that Josh Jung Grand Slam though, bottom one. That that changed the the tides. The tides shifted after that Josh Jung Grand Slam. First ever wiffle ball home run. I could kind of see the sippers kind of slouch their shoulders after that one and seeing Kyle and all of them get hype. That's one thing. Yeah, I was about to say just the hype train. If Kyle's big on, you know, when we score, you know, let's get some momentum going. Let's get this energy going. Energy's contagious and Josh bought into that immediately. He launched that grand slam. We chest bumped him. Boom, that morale was shooting through the roof. And it, it was enough to overcome that big, big deficit. It was just another chapter of the storybook weekend of the Texas Rumble. Our semifinal and finals game were both like great, like probably the two best I've ever played in my life. I mean, those were both insane games. I was watching that game from a distance while we were playing the runs. That game was nuts. That's all I got to say. My that game was nuts. I've never yelled in a football game like like Thomas striking people out. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like I was getting into it, man. I was like, it, I mean, Thomas was shutting the door, bro, right after. I mean, I let up a couple walks and Luke got me. He got my uh, little screwy or whatever I was throwing. Whatever I was throwing the hardest, he got that up the middle, got a double. Yeah, two run double. We we're kind of trying to chip away at that the whole time. And then. We, we got him back in the last inning. The last chance to score, we, we tied it up, and then it was Tom's time to shine, and boy, did he not disappoint. He came in there and absolutely dealt. It was unbelievable. The whole time I'm pitching against TC35, Connor is giving me signs. And, like, I only had, like, with, with those balls, I was only throwing, like, four pitches. But I was looking over at him telling me what to throw, which, by the way, I think it makes pitching so much easier. I think everyone should do this. Tom, I remember you telling me. You were the umpire for, like, the kids' championship over on the field where we played our finals game. And I went and borrowed your pen and clipboard to write out the signs as I was getting ready to warm up. That's what you were using that for. I remember – now it all clicked, Tom. Now it all clicked that you were telling me. And, yeah, you you did come over to that game and take that. Now, just hearing you say that, I can totally relate to – having someone else guide for it. You know, when I'm pitching in college, sometimes the the catcher will call his own game if, if, you know, we're feeling that on the day. But the coach, having that other person have trust in watching and taking note of something that maybe you're not focused on because you're in the zone of pitching is very key. And if you trust everybody that you play with and you look at, look at your teammate and he throws something over, boom, I got you. And it's easy. You go to the grip and boom. I love it, Tom. And I'm open to trying it. I'm open to trying it. It's one of those things, like, you don't have to think about it. Pitching, to me, is so easy if you don't even have to think about what pitch you're throwing. And not only that, like, 
you can still shake the guy off. You could still throw whatever you want. It doesn't actually matter. But you only have to think about it for those pitches where you would shake the guy off instead of having to think about it every pitch. And the problem I used to have is that I'm already thinking about the next pitch, which I can't do if I don't know what it is. I feel like um, I would want, if I were to do signs, it would have to be someone like Tom, yourself, Nick, someone who's been around the game a little bit longer. I'm surprised you let me call the games. You know, I haven't played a lot of wiffle ball. And uh, so, like, I, I was a little afraid when you put that into my hands that I wouldn't call a good game. And so, but surprisingly. Yeah, but you know what the other thing is, though? To me, like, it's wiffle ball. It's so hard to hit any pitch that I don't even really care what sign you put. Like, it doesn't matter what pitch I throw. I don't think they're going to hit it. There might have been, like, one or two that I shook off, and I was like, nah, I, I want to throw this one. I think I decided what pitch to throw three times out of, like, you know, whatever it was, five or six innings on the day. Yeah, I mean, my style, I guess, I wouldn't really take the signs. I like to challenge guys. I really love it. Like, I, I take the ball, and I throw it down the middle as hard as I can, and it's just like, hit it, bro. See if you can hit it. I love challenging people. I think it's fun. Uh keeps the walks to a minimum because if i'm trying to you know pick different pitches and dot up the zone i'm gonna miss a lot more but uh again especially against tc i mean and then shout out to luke for getting that hit but i was really just trying to challenge him see if he could catch up challenging challenging you gotta challenge in wiffle ball you're gonna come across those teams also that you know in certain part of the tournaments that will go out there and you know they're they're not looking to swing until you can prove you can pound the zone and i think that's another crucial part of it you know you get the ball over the plate in wiffle ball, a lot of your problems and a lot of the stress goes away. If you can consistently get that over. Now, Connor, like you said, with speed, if you can consistently get it over with that speed and have that attitude, you hit it if you can, you will have a lot of success in that sport, I feel. And if not, you will be very accurate and get hit up. And in wiffle ball, you get hit up, you just put your hands in the air and say it happens and get back on the mound and keep going. Yes, sir. And speaking of challenging, Jimmy Cole, See you tweeting at me, dog. I'm going to strike you out every time we face each other. Expect you as a hitter. But I'm going to tell you this. I've never had more motivation and drive to get better at pitching in my life, and I'm going to be up to high 90s, and I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to give you a fastball right down the middle at 97. Mark my words, April 22nd, it's coming, Jimmy. I'm ready for you. All right, two things. One. Jimmy might hit a new golf you if you throw a 97-mile-an-hour fastball or any speed fastball if it doesn't move. But second of all, that that wasn't actually him. That was a burner account of some random person. No way. That was not Yeah, that wasn't him. Not him. No. I, didn't I, think... I sent that to him, though. He knows that you got got by his burner account or, like, a burner account of him. Like, it's some, you know, some other guy is using Jimmy's likeness. Jimmy's got fans like that. That's unreal. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, if you got haters, it means, you know, you've made it. And he's, he's a national champion, NWA MVP. He's made it. Like, the three of us haven't made that, it yet. That's the hater account? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hater account. Exactly. How can you hate Jimmy Cole? I respect him. I remember watching Yeah, yeah he's the man. He's one of my favorite guys. Watching the highlight reels, watching him at the UFs 2021-2020, every year at UFs, bro. Dude mashes, and that's why I want to challenge him. Because he's probably one of the best hitters I've ever seen. Yeah, Jimmy is very good at hitting. Uh, looks like we've got through everything I wanted to cover. Uh, is there anything you guys have? I do have a quick question for Nick. Yeah. Bro, you keep saying you keep saying the guys are together, a team from Mid Atlantic. Is this all MLW guys? These MLW 
exclusive team? That's a good question, Connor. And right now, <laughs> right now, everybody on the team is in MLW, but we have like a contact, one one anonymous name. I'm, I'm going to leave them out there anonymously that might join. But other than that, it's going to be me, Jimmy Norp, Cade Irwin, and a few others that we're still trying to get together are uh, thinking of playing Maw this year. And we're going to get out uh, to some tournaments wanting to play in enough to possibly compete for a playoff spot. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun going over there and learning from all those guys in the regular season. I only played a few days at UWIS for Big Bat, and I'm excited to go learn and get experience from all the Big Bat players and all those guys over there at Maw throughout multiple tournaments. I will not be there opening day due to uh, college baseball afflictions, but we will have a team, our team name. I'm not 100% sure what it's going to be, but they will be there on my opening day. Tom, what is your favorite bat for fast pitch? Ooh, that's a tough question. Probably the Easton, honestly. Just the Easton loyalist. So it's what I've taken the most swings with. And, uh, you know, people say, it's like, oh, why would you use that bat? But then I hit home runs off people that are good with it. So, I don't know. I feel like that we uh, have a Louisville. It's kind of like the Easton one. Yeah, yeah, same idea, exactly. Yeah, uh, but we have like the older version, so it's thicker, not the new ones they make. I want, those ones are terrible, but um, that they they're definitely lighter. I have a get that shit out of here bat in the moonshot, and the the Louisville's definitely definitely quicker. Get your hands through the zone a lot quicker. It's just super light, super light. Jimmy Can't, North you know, would be proud of you, Tom. Jimmy North would be proud. It does not matter how hard your bat is going to hit the ball if you don't make contact. Get the lightest bat possible until you start getting hits. Then maybe try something else if you want to get cocky. What you think about the water like, bat? Ooh, yeah, the water bat. I need Honestly, that. the screwball barrel, I'm not a fan. I mean, it's the same thing as the, the GTSOH or the, uh, yep. you know, the loco bat. The, you know, there's a lot of names for it, but it's that blue screwball barrel. Looks kind of like a softball bat. I'm, I've never been a fan. I just don't like how it feels to swing. I like baseball bat shaped bats, like Nerf yeah. bat, like the Nerf bat. Yep. Never been a moonshot fan either for some reason. You know, I just never, never really had one. I'm, I'm too, yeah, too cheap for a moonshot. But I also like, I don't know, does it really hit the ball that much further? Like, I don't know. I'm not convinced. I'm gonna give my take on that. And Luke from TC35, shout out to he sent me one. Yeah. Of, and it is a solid bat. I mean, that thing is legit. But I mean, recently swinging the, the GTSOH man, that I think. I honestly think that screwball barrel can send one just as far, if not further. So I don't know if I could ever put $200 into a bat. Now, if I may ask, that's, that's Luke Richter, correct? Luke Richter, yes, sir. I must say he had a great UF performance. He had a great UF performance. Yeah, I checked out. I mean, it was hard to find highlights of TC's games. I could barely find any online. TC, uh, they beat uh, C4 to make it to Sunday, if, if I remember correctly. Two times they beat, yeah, they beat C4 twice. <laughs> Pretty cool. Beat C4 twice. See if so- someone says that in the next 10 years. Yeah, they beat us and they beat us zero times. So that means we're better than C4, right? <laughs> you know it, Tom. Tom, ABC method. You're, you're 100% right. <laughs>